The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women 2. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Men's Advocate Show. We're happy to have you here. You're on with me, Linda Gross. We have a great show for you in store today. We're going to talk about nanogenic mind control with my guest, Dr. Philip Valentine. Anyway, if you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about uh, the chilling documentary, The Eradication of Men, how they're systematically poisoning your food and your mind to render men obsolete. And today's program, we're going to use that as a jump point to to go further into this topic. We also, on segment two uh, last week, we talked to author Kevin Glenn, um, who was talking about his new coming-of-age book, Tyrannosaurus Sex. So I hope you'll, you'll check that out. Um, for those of you who are just joining us, a couple things I'd like you to do. Uh, go to the TuneIn app and subscribe, and that way um, you, will, you can listen on this show or any of the past shows in case you might have missed it. Very easy to do. All you do is Google forward slash uh, TuneIn Linda Gross, and you'll find my page there. And uh, hit the subscribe button, and you'll be getting those uh, notifications there. Also, uh, do the same thing for my Facebook fan page. The fan page is the same name as the show, easy to find. Uh, the fan page is The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. And up in the uh, upper right-hand corner, click Like Page like page and what that will do is once a week you'll get all the program updates on what we're talking about uh, who our guests are and any links or references that we uh, that we note uh, along the way during the program all right so without further ado I'd like to uh, give a uh, brief introduction on my uh, on my uh, guest today uh, dr. Philip Valentine is a doctor in classical Neuropathy, neuropathy. He's a grandmaster of the metaphysical sciences. He's a clinical hypnotherapist, a counselor, and lecturer. Uh, He was an honorary guest speaker at the United Nations, and he is best known for his ability to decipher and teach the subtlest principles of metaphysics and its application to health healing and everyday life in ways that may be understood by both the advanced student and also the beginner apprentice. Welcome, Dr. Valentine. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for your kind invitation. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to get into some topics that uh, probably the average public uh, does not really no. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you do have a good way of explaining them. I'm sure you've been collecting your data for quite a number of years, and you'll put the puzzle pieces together. Sometimes in the media, when there's a event happening in the news, it seems like event one and event 19 have nothing to do with each other. And event 19 has nothing to do with event 15 that happens the next day. But... 
au contraire, as they say, these puzzle pieces are all related. And I hope uh, between myself and Dr. Valentine, we'll put those puzzle pieces together for you. So the name of today's show is Nanogenetic Mind Control. So let's break down what that means. Um, mind control, also known as brainwashing, re-education, brain sweeping, coercive persuasion, thought control, or thought reform. It's a theory that human subjects can be indoctrinated in a way that causes an impairment of autonomy, an inability to think independently, and a disruption of beliefs and affiliations. Boy, isn't that exactly what's going on today? Your comment to that? Well, what we mean when you add the word nano, which is a unit prefix meaning a billionth, it's a pretty fancy way of talking about something that has become uh, very subtle, more sublime in its relationship to the observed phenomenon that is happening. And when I coined the phrase nanogenetic mind control uh, back in 1998, I was speaking about the fact that mind control was becoming ever more sophisticated where the use of chips and other modalities would be obsolete, <clears throat> that they could mind control us through the mind of the cell, and that once they understood the operational dynamics of the mind of the cell, they can then mind control you at a nanogenetic level. They could orient you in your behavior. They could orient your sexuality. They could orient whether or not you would feel uh, to get up in the morning or to eat a certain type of food. All of these are very sophisticated and was very sophisticated back even in the 1970s. Of course, when we began our sojourn back in the early 1980s, late 1970s, 1980s, this type of thing, speaking about this type of thing, did not really mesh because the people did not or were not acclimated to this kind of information. Now, of course, it's become popular and pretty much matter of fact. But, uh, yes, mind control is what we look at it as far as the metaphysics of it. It's basically intent vector manipulation, we call it in our university. It is intent vector manipulation. In other words, we can uh, preemptively get you to consent. Uh, we have coined a phrase called synthetic synchronicity, where what you think to be a synchronicity or synchronistic event uh, is orchestrated and pre-orchestrated so that your mind becomes acclimated to that particular pattern until you now, through your mind, as a creative instrument, make that pattern real. So yes, mind control has become ever more sophisticated and why it is that we say that metaphysics is the new way of uh, accessing uh, the abstract world and understanding what we say to be the language of cause rather than the uh, cacophony of effects. So would you say this is a marriage of NLP and of food, uh, neuro-linguistic programming? So it's part, part, the way you get in through this nanotechnology, is it part, partly through language and partly through uh, food? Language becomes the, the qualifier and the indemnifier. Language essentially is what orients the mind uh, towards a certain way of describing surfaces. The, the secret is to learn a language that defines what is the essence of a thing. In other words, the description of surfaces versus the definition of essences. And what we, have, what we teach our students is to understand and understand what are the archetypal uh, foundational root activities of the four, the four dimensions, fire, air, water, and earth. What are the, what are the rudimentary fun functional foundations of these four principles, these four elements? Because they essentially uh, weave themselves into what we call the temple of man as what we call the word of God. 
The W-O-R-D becomes the fire, air, water, and earth made flesh. So these are idiosyncratic. Earth is idiosyncratic. Fire is idiosyncratic. Water is idiosyncratic. Earth is idiosyncratic. And therefore, it having or they having their own way of communicating, their own way of interfacing, how is that now working through me when I add thought to that picture, when I add my mind to that particular four-word uh, mosaic? And so, yes, you're correct. Uh, neuro-linguistic programming, which we never really got into studying that uh, because it was more of uh, understanding and understanding how the synaptic uh, ganglia worked and how you could get yourself outside of it. It's a very powerful uh, science because it gets you to understand how thought operates, but we go much deeper than that on a more sublime level. It's quite interesting. If you've just joined us, we're talking about uh, nanotechnology and in this specific case, nanogenetic mind control. So the word nano, the prefix nano means the number nine. In other words, like octagon means an eight-sided, um, you know, eight-sided element, an eight-sided box. Nanogon would be something that has nine sides. So in this case, what he is referring to is going into the one one billionth, meaning nine decimal places to the to the right of the decimal point. That's the technology that that this is generating from, that it's being created from. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we're going to go to a quick break right now. If you've just joined us, uh, copy down this phone number and dial in 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532, or you can use our Skype feature, Linda Gross 1490, Linda Gross 1490, and make that call. We'll catch you right back after the break. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Do you have a business or are you thinking about starting one? Do you have contracts, leases, and other documents that need legal review to ensure you are protected? If so, contact the law offices of Michael W. Brown for assistance. With over 20 years' experience advising clients on business matters, they provide practical legal advice to help you succeed. Their goal is to give the right answer for you, not just the legal answer. Initial consultations are always free. Visit mwb-law.net or call 949 636-8128 That's the law offices of Michael W. Brown 949-636-8128 Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We're on with my guest today, Dr. Philip Valentine. We're talking about nanogenetic mind control. All right, um, Brett, would you kindly cue one, please? When it comes to mind control in the MK Ultra program, numerous methods and tactics were used to control the minds of the U.S. population. One other aspect of the MK Ultra program that many have failed to cite is the usage of food as a weapon to control the minds of the population. What one could do with a gun, the powers that be have decided they could do far more by systematically depreciating the nutritional value of our food under what is called the Codex Alimentaris Initiative. Wow, it's so funny to hear that clip because 20 years ago, and probably even before I started researching this subject, I was uh, in Europe uh, 20 years ago, and one of my dinner guests there happened to have been a high-ranking army official. And I don't know how or why I knew to say this to him, but I said, you know what, We're, we're embarking on a new type of war. War, the wars of this century are not going to be uh, those that take artillery. They're not going to be made from metal. You know what? It's going to be a silent war, and it's going to be a war that is bred from food. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of creepy. It gives me chills that, you know, after I said that to him 20 years ago, that all this stuff is actually coming true. So tell us, Dr. Valentine, is this a silent war? Is it a quiet war? And if so, why? Well, there was a programming uh, manual that was uncovered quite accidentally around 1986 by uh, an employee of the Boeing Aircraft Company. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it was called Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. And this document essentially laid out the plan as if it were a circuitry, a board, uh, an electric circuitry board, how you affect one part, one, if you did something to one part of the board, then another part of the board would be react, would react. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was a, uh, another book that came out called Silent Spring uh, that spoke about the poisoning of our, uh, of our rivers and what it was doing to our fish. I did a, uh, a lecture about five years ago, uh, detailing the use of food and what it is that they would be doing to manipulate and create what we what I called a uh, functional uh, birth functional birth disease or birth defects, and uh, this functional birth defects would lead to what I call a systematic form of. Um, uh, preemptive suicide. In other words, I could change the orientation, the sexual orientation of a child in the womb of the mother. If I were to give the mother specific shots, specific types of vitamins, and so forth. And this, like you said, around 20 years ago, about 30 years ago for me, uh, we were speaking about it leading to an amplification of the homosexual dynamic in the community. And that it would be that they would be uh, Desexualizing the males and hypersexualizing the women and the females. So what happened was, of course, at that time, it was not something that people could acclimate to. They couldn't really get next to the fact that we could be manipulated at that subtle level, that they could change the electron spin, they could change the spin dynamic of particles and cause one orientation, in other words, the plumbing of that particular body would not match the feeling and intentions that the soul of the body had. That you could mix the signals, you could twist the signals, you could distort the signal dynamics by creating conditions that would distort the hormones in the body. And so you were right correct that the silent weapon for quiet wars uh, was one of the tactics, one of these tactics that we used was to attack the very foundation upon which the human dynamic operated on, and that was water, food, and the air. And as you see, the air is being completely saturated. You see the waters are being polluted. 
uh, with Flint, Michigan being the the you know the just the overt expression of that, but you don't understand that there's a more subtle form of poisoning going on for all of us with the fluoride and other um, materials that are put into the water. The vaccination paradigm is one that was directly attacking the bloodstream, what I call the blood harmonics or the blood song, which we show to be the blood song is actually the song of Solomon and that the song of Solomon could give you a breakdown of all the things that happen in your blood, all the spiritual things, all the physiological things, all the psycho-spiritual things that can happen in your blood is being articulated in the form of a kind of hymn and analogy called the Song of Solomon. So, yes, we were speaking about the fact that silent weapons for quiet wars would detail uh, or would uh, very surreptitiously uh, create tactical means by which to assault humans at a level, at a nano level, where what you would feel, all your health, everything that would define you would be operative in the cells. So once we attack the genetics, once we attack the behavior of the cells, we can then orient the behavior of the human. Well, wow, quite a long time ago, I think this was maybe 20, 30 years ago as well, I read a white paper on what is in those vaccines, what is in that flu shot. You know, they make it sound like they're doing you a favor. You know, come on down. It's so easy. Go to your local drugstore. We're going to give you free flu shots and what have you. Um, I think that that white paper was about 200 pages long. And if the, mm-hmm. the, the general public, if they were to actually know what products and ingredients are in <laughs> in those shots y- you would mm-hmm. be you know running for the moon i mean it's mm-hmm. just so frightening um you know it's just be beyond that they don't have to disclose you know if you buy a a, a product uh, in the grocery aisle they have to disclose what's in that but something like a flu shot or a vaccine there's no disclosure whatsoever and if i may uh to to get your, your, your audience to understand the ramifications of taking vaccination, uh, it being actually a derivative of an old uh, Dravidian form of uh, inoculation, which essentially was just using it through the skin. Uh, vaccin- you have two primary forms of defenses. That's the mucous membrane and your skin. The before anything can happen, these two have to be somehow compromised. Now, if anything gets past the mucous membrane, the body will take care of that. But when the vaccine paradigm began, there was no way that the specific diseases that people were suffering from, that they now say we need vaccinations for, there was no way for you to actually have created these diseases because the mucous membrane and your skin and health itself, doing the right things, would never allow certain diseases to get in the bloodstream. What they did was they allowed something that would never have gotten past the mucous membrane to go directly into the bloodstream. And that's when the so-called antibody was created. It was not until the vaccination paradigm was introduced that the antibody paradigm was then co-introduced because the body now had to create heroic means in order to get rid of substances that would never ever have gotten that deeply into the cellular network. And this knowledge uh, came to being because they're studying nanotechnology and they're able to uh, examine the cells on a very deep level. Is that how this came about? What it is, yes. It, but they know, they've known this. No one keeps diseases around unless you're going to be using it as a weapon, a tactical weapon. Mm-hmm. And you have to know that the very, the very system of vaccination goes completely against the copacetic uh, protocols that a surgeon himself would use before doing an operation. In other words, before an operation and a surgeon is about to open up a body, he must wash for at least 10 to 15 minutes to make sure that nothing no germs, no, no kind of uh, scurrilous materials would get into that process. But here you have someone 
with a hypodermic, that same surgeon would take a hypodermic with the, the, the feces of certain animals, the pus of cows, the urine of rabbits and horses, and mercury, thimerosal, uh, and put that substance directly into the bloodstream of a child. Now think about that. Think about the, the, the paradox in thinking in the medical priesthood when they would have that, that, that surgeon wash himself for 15 minutes until his hands were raw, but then take the same poison or poisons concentrated twice as much than it would be on his hands and put it directly into your child. It's outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. I also heard that a lot of the poisonous materials like mercury and lead and mm -hmm. other byproducts, uh, biochemicals that they can't properly dispose of, those also go into flu shots and vaccines because they, they can't just bury it. They can't just dump it in the ocean. That's going to affect our you know drinking waters eventually or it's going to come up in the ground table if they, if they bury it somewhere. So mm -hmm. basically they have taken those highly dangerous biochemicals and just put them into vaccines and, uh, and shots. Just like they put the fluoride, which is a byproduct of aluminum, as well as a byproduct of the steel industry. They didn't know what to do with the tons and tons, the gallons and gallons of it that were being produced. And, and uh, uh, what they did was they got the, the, um, the brilliant idea that since it had the same molecular structure as fluorine and fluorate, what your teeth need, uh, they just said, well, let's just put this into the water. And then they began to promote that it is actually there helping your teeth. In fact, they have whole water pitchers with fluoride to give to infants, with baby infants, with pink covers, with pink uh, labels uh, to give to your children. It's outrageous. It, it, it just, I, you know, I get dumbfounded every time I, I hear this kind of stuff. And, you know, the cigarette industry for 60 years told us that actually cigarette smoking is good for you. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's how they're disguising these shots now that, oh, we're giving you something beneficial. So, you know, look the other way. You don't pay too much attention to what's really in this product. Well, we have to blame Edward Bernays for that, who was actually the nephew of Sigmund Freud. He really sold that bill of goods to the people, letting them think that showing doctors smoking would then show the safety of cigarettes. And we knew how that turned out. Exactly. Well, everybody, if you've just joined in, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You're on with my guest, Dr. V Philip Valentine. We're talking about nanogenic mind control, nanogenetic mind control. Please call us uh, with your questions or comments, 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. We'll see you right back after the break. What's your life like right now? Do you ever wish it could change? I have news for you. It can. Blue Dragon University has easy-to-use digital blueprints that lead to instant results. Improve your weight loss goals, intelligence, career, and relationships quickly. Our simple proven techniques at Blue Dragon University will cognitively help you perform better. Blue Dragon has the key. Check us out at BlueDragonENT.com. That's BlueDragonENT.com. Let's boost your life today. Hi guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, real truth about women that'll change your life forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. 
And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM. Where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You're on with my guest, Dr. Philip Valentine. We're talking about nanogenetic mind control. All right, let's talk a little bit about gender identity. You know, there was a very popular Lady Gaga song that says, uh, I was born this way. Um, And then a few minutes ago, you were talking about agender plumbing and how to uh, restructure that plumbing. So, um, you know, I think that song is coming true now that, you know, I was born this way, you know, with the advent of uh, uh, Bruce Jenner, and he claims that he knew at age four that uh, the, the outward plumbing didn't match how he felt on the inside. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Well, again... The reinforcement of certain anomalies that would have taken place in the body, um, there is a what we call, uh, I don't want to say a disease, but it is essentially it's a disease. Um, when there is a disruption in the natural flow of hormones, because in making a baby, uh, the components that come together through the genetics, there, are, there is a process and a system that is age-old. There's, there's no accounting for the intelligence. There's no denying the intelligence behind the coming to fruition of a human temple, a human body. Science has gotten into that process. They've invaded. They've become an intrusive element within that process and found out that they could then... Uh, essentially act, the more knowledge they got, the more like God you got, the more like God you got, the more of God's own uh, de facto behaviorisms you would adopt. And therefore, if you now understood the human body, it meant that you could go on and do whatever you do, you, you wish to do with that understanding. And so I'm saying all of that to let you know that, or to let the, the audience know that there are ways for you to manipulate a child. There was a man by the name of Fitz Springmeyer. I'm not sure if you're familiar with his work. But he did an extensive work, and they, of course they attacked him and locked him up. But he did an extensive work on the Illuminati's brain mind control, MKUltra. It was he that broke down all the different systems of mind control. And he had one piece that fascinated me where he said that you could actually create a homosexual condition in the womb by creating certain circumstances that the mother would have to, uh, would cause the mother's whole uh, process to change the, uh, I guess, the dynamics that would then fix the gender or the gender behavior of the child and fit it directly to the so-called plumbing. And, of course, uh, the type of uh, illness, and you can't say that today because of PC, it's not politically correct, but, of course, you can create someone. Now, if someone is born and does not have that orientation immediately, like you say with Bruce Jenner, but does have that part of him or her that has been interfered with or became susceptible to that little push that the materials that were put into our you know, societies, like the food, the water, and so forth, 
All it needed was that push, that chemical push, that, um, that uh, specific, uh, I guess, whatever it is, scientific push to give you that little onus or impetus into that other side or that other type of behavior. It was easy. And so what they did was they found that they could predispose subsequent generations by pouring more and more endocrine disruptors, it's called. Yes. These endocrine disruptors took the form of the flatulates and the materials that they would make in plastics because they found out that there were materials in plastic that could disrupt and cause, in males especially, a destruction of the necessary energy and hormones coming from the pituitary and guided by the pineal to disrupt what was above from actually linking to and balancing out what was below. Because, of course, the pineal is shaped like a penis. The pituitary is shaped like a vagina. So as above, so below. So you could disrupt the sexual orientation by, by interrupting the connection from above to the connection below. And therefore disrupt whatever necessary codification or codings that the body needed in order to make sure that the gender orientation of masculine and feminine was complete and exact in those bodies. So it sounds crazy, it sounds nuts, and of course it sounds homophobic on all these stupid words that they assign to people who wanted to really look at a phenomenon uh, that I say is uh, psycho-spiritual narcissism gone, gone on... Um, uh, if you want to look at homosexuality, it's more psycho-spiritual narcissism, uh, falling in love with oneself, uh, looking into the mirror of oneself and seeing the beauty of only oneself and not understanding the beauty of the other side or understanding what the other side means to you. So all of this, of course, they say is schlock science. They say it's pseudoscience. They say it's homophobic. All of these are the protective insular insular. Uh, mechanics that those who want to disrupt the uh, the reproductive cycles that would keep humanity going. And remember, if you looked at the Georgia the Georgia uh, stones, what does it say? They want the Earth at only 500 million, which means that all 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 projects today is about cropping the Earth of at least two to three billion people, four billion, and then by by by. How do you do it? Do you just attack and kill the people? No, you make sure that the next generation is the last generation or that you undermine the birth, the natural birth cycle that would then replenish the future generations. So I know for a fact that the more and more they push homosexuality as normal, you would have a surreptitious, a very, uh, <laughs> a very, a very well orchestrated and very sublime form of birth control. In fact, I think it would be a kind of uh, sublime form of genocide to make sure that you have normalized something that does not propagate the future generation. Sometimes I feel like we're taking this topic uh, to the very extreme. Uh, I feel like they're making women more and more pop popular and powerful and at the same time, concurrently, they are taking men's virility away, their strength away, their value away. And uh, I, I, just don't, I just don't see where this is going. I mean, eventually it's going to be a population of 90% women and 10% men. And the 10% men are going to go to the sperm bank and have frozen sperm. And when the yeah. women decide they want to get fertilized, they just go to the, the sperm bank. They won't even yeah. need to have sex. I mean, mm -hmm. is, that, is this where yes. all this is going? Yes, you're, you're, you're hitting it on the head. What we have now is a hive protocol, and you have to understand what a hive protocol is. Every creature in a hive, especially the ants, bees, termites, they're female. And you have to understand, and I'm saying this with all love, yes. that females are essentially the supporters of a paradigm. They are not the changers of a paradigm. They do not shift paradigms. They are not the ones to overthrow paradigms. Men are the ones that establish societies. They overthrow the enemy. And what is one of the most uh, 
uh, I guess, fundamental of all of the tenets of the art of war by Sun Tzu. Yes. Is that you attack the strongest element of a society. You must undermine that. So what did they do back when feminism, what I call gender feminism or Amazonian feminism that took the place of suffragette feminism, what gender feminism began to come into play through Rockefeller's um, uh, funding, it was to undermine the authority, the first or primary authority, which is the man. The reason for that was to make sure that anyone, the ones that you know would defend the society, would defend and make sure that you would not overturn or come in with whatever it is you did to, uh, to the detriment of the family and to the community. They know they had to cripple that element, and that is the male element. The men are the ones who establish societies. Don't believe anything other than that. We are the ones responsible for establishing it. Once we have carved out societies, then the woman comes in and she then embellishes upon it and allows it to become more creative and fruitful. That's why you see all the monuments that we've built as men throughout the countless ages were built by men in deference and in honor of women. Women did not build these statues to women. We did not build these statues to the goddess. Men did. So when we say that men are being undermined because we are the creators, we are the destroyers, we are the ones who establish and change things. They had to make sure, those who are in power, that the things that they have now, now that they've consolidated their power, that no one would come to threaten that and change it. And they knew that they had to undermine the primary authority of a society, and that's the men. Gotcha. If you have uh, just joined us, you're listening to The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Do call us with your comments or questions, 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. We'll see you right back after the break. Want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Law Offices of Michael W. Brown gives the right answer for you, not just the legal answer. Initial consultations are always free. Save this number now, 949-636-8128. That's the Law Offices of Michael W. Brown, 949-636-8128. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show. You're on with my guest today, Dr. Philip Valentine. We're talking about nanogenetic mind control. All right. So um, next week we have we've had a series of pretty heavy topics. I think next week we'll do something light and fun. But uh, for now, let's get back to our topic. 
Um, Dr. Uh, Valentine, we were speaking, uh, you know, a couple of days ago on the phone, how there are uh, two elements that our listeners should pay attention to uh, in in upcoming weeks and and, uh, months and years. You were telling me to have people watch their money and watch their food. You were saying something about, you know, other countries have stopped shipping food to the U.S., namely because it's too costly. So talk about those two subjects. What would you alert them to? Well, I'm not one to fear-monger, but I usually am very cautious about certain trends. Uh, Back about a year and a half ago, I said that gas was going to plummet down to $1.50. And back then... It was about $4.50, and of course, most people, you know, in New York, and it was $5 and more per gallon. I, um, they didn't believe and didn't understand, but I, I knew for a fact that uh, through people who uh, were friends of mine that paid very close attention to markets, who lived in these uh, other countries, uh, who were uh, scholars and so forth, uh, told me that there would be a trend that the so-called oil dollar which was imposed upon the world uh, by Rockefeller and uh, those who controlled the refineries in Arabia and so forth, that pretty soon there would be a faction that was fighting from inside that would come uh, to counteract that, and therefore the oil dollar would no longer have the power. So what we had was uh, the, the rise of BRICS that finally came into being, and the fact that they were no longer going to be using oil as the basis of the dollar, and the fact that Japan and China were no longer going to buy up the debt that was accrued on that particular dollar, which essentially has no value whatsoever, which is why you don't own your car, you don't own your house. There is nothing of value. In fact, everything is prepaid. Everything is prepaid, and if you knew how to manage what you had as your birth certificate, what you had as your, um, as your uh, social security number, you'd know that your social security number and the little red numbers there was actually the bank account that was created in lieu of that bond that was filed when your mother signed you off as property to the government. So there are the, the $16 trillion that Obama gave to the uh, Wall Street was the un, uh, dec- uh, undeclared or actually the unclaimed uh, uh, monies that were accrued on the backs and sweat of the people who built this war machine over the last, uh, from 1933. The $16 trillion was actually to go back to pay off the IRS. It was to go to pay off all debts. It was to go to pay off everything that was accrued based upon this private money that we had. And so what we have now is a crashing of the dollar the fact that um, uh, the indicator being that the oil prices are going to continue to drop, the fact that you're going to find that certain foods after, to say, a month or two, uh, going into March and going into uh, April and so forth, you begin to see that there's going to be um, certain closings of stores. Uh, there's, I think, 156 chains of Walmart closed down. Uh, it's now being turned into bivouac stations for the military. Uh, You're going to see little things. So I just suggested that people start uh, getting dry goods. And I'm not, this is not about um, being, (coughs) this is not about being uh, fear-mongering or anything. This is something we should always be doing uh, to make sure that there's water, clean water for you, or a means by which to turn dirty water into clean water. Uh, there we do have that as a, uh, uh, we do have those mechanisms where you can go right down to your lake and just take a straw, put it into that water, and you could drink the water directly from there. In fact, we've, uh, a friend of mine has been shipping that over to Africa for the last two or three years. But it's just to make sure that you watch your account. Uh, the recalibrating and the reset of the system is in place right now. We're going from what is known as the 501c3 uh, system, which was run by the Pope through what is called the St. Peter's Trust, that now has been completely vitiated, and we are now running under something called the Melchizedek Trust, which is now the entire world is running under 501c4. So there are little things happening to the world right now that most people are not seeing because your news 
And all of these talking head puppets are not telling you what's really happening behind the scenes. So just be prepared. Don't go overly crazy, but just make sure that you're watching your bank account and watching your food supply and the things you would need, the mandatory things you would need in the event that they have a bank holiday. So watching your money, what exactly does that mean? My mom used to say to me, you know, always keep gold on hand. <clears throat> Excuse me. Indeed. Because that is a currency that has been around for thousands of years. And, you know, when the banking <laughs> goes defunct or something horrible happens with it, at least you will have some means of exchange. Indeed. Indeed. And she was very wise. Gold, silver, and other types of uh, precious uh, ore, or what they call, yes, orme, uh, precious metals. These things themselves uh, are always, these are fundamentals. Uh, if you can, convert to gold. Uh, but the thing is that once the banks close down, you can't spend your gold. There will be no spending. Uh, everything will be frozen. So you'll be where you are. Um, there'll be uh, little outlets. You may even see military uh, trucks going through your community uh, during the time when they are going to institute this banker's holiday. But again, it's not something for you to uh, go crazy about or to start getting uh, worried about. Uh, we know that governments are going to be fighting one another behind the scenes. Uh, if we can collectively come together and boycott just the government itself and say, okay, we're, just, we're not going to work and do anything. Everybody is shutting down until you guys begin to listen to us. It's not going to happen. So we have to wait and see uh, this battle that's going on behind the scenes. And there are good guys. Trust me, family. There are good guys out there in the form of the government. And they are fighting on our behalf. But we are not going to see a sudden change. It's not going to be a quickening. It's going to be a gradual flog in the water, boiling water type of change that's going to happen. And uh, we're not going to leap out of it until we realize that we are in the water and the, and the heat is being cranked up. I've seen those uh, water bottles at the camping stores or whatever that you can turn plain water into drinking water. Mm -hmm. But then you would have to have, you know, a continuous supply of that. I mean, you know, what if this, the store is no longer there or you have no, no means of b purchasing those filters or what have you to t turn your water into clean water? What yeah. should you do? Just, just boil well, the water, I guess, right? Well, well no. What they have you now is they're, what do you call there's, there's something called activated charcoal that you can get in granulated form. You get that with some cheesecloth and you put it over a mason jar. And you pour it over that or you pour it through that a couple of times and you can actually, you can make homemade um, water purifiers and they have that on the web as well. But once the charcoal runs out, then how would you replenish it if oh, we're in a, a, we're in a of state of... It. You can do that too. You can burn your charcoal. You can get the cedar wood that's on the side of your tree and do the same thing. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And with the food, what are you, what are you recommending to the listeners? I mean, should they have like a little... Uh, little patch of uh, gra ground over here that they can actually grow their own food? I mean, what do you recommend during this phase? I'm recommending that dry goods and goods that are, uh, take a while to perish, uh, goods that you can carry in a knapsack and that can eat and go. They have concentrated foods uh, like the, the blue-green algae as well as Juice Plus, uh, a product that we recommend very highly that you could use as food because it is food. It's fruits, vegetables, and berries. Okay, everybody, uh, you've just uh, listened to the Men's Advocate Show. We're going to have all these links for you. I will uh, put uh, Dr. Valentine's link on my Facebook fan page. 